Hi, everybody. I'm Deacon Dave. <laughs> and I'm Layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave, Dave and Layperson Lisa show. I can't even say She's it. making fun of me. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. But you, I mean, Layperson Lisa is becoming iconic. Oh I mean, gosh. when people send emails out about her, they don't even call her Lisa anymore. She is Layperson Lisa. <laughs> So this is an exciting move. This is part seven of our nine-part yes, series, we're in right? The highest choir. The highest sphere. Or or sphere. Or hierarchy. Hierarchy. Right. Uh, yeah. Not a choir. No, you're right. Highest sphere or hi highest hierarchy. Hierarchy. Okay. Right. So seven of nine, and it is on the thrones. So it was my turn to do the thrones, but I, in classic Deacon Day fashion. Call Lisa up at 10 o'clock this morning and say, hey. I think you gave me less time than that. I think it was afternoon. It, it was, was after 12. But I said, hey, can you put something <laughs> together because I haven't had time. And I made some lame excuse about working on a retreat center and a bunch of other stuff. And she graciously said yes. So I'm going to turn it over to you, layperson Lisa. Thank you, Deacon Dave. You're welcome. We're so formal today. <laughs> So the angels of the highest choir enlighten those of the lower choirs. So they share their intelligence and understanding with the lower choirs. And this allows them to cooperate with each other to fulfill the mission God gives them. So that's a very interesting question. Oh. What is the mission that God has given us? And how do we go about fulfilling that, Lisa? To do his will. Okay, so the mission is to do his will. Yeah. That's a fairly broad description. Yeah. Maybe more specifically, what do you think? I don't know. To know, love, and oh, serve sorry. him in this okay. life and in the next. Okay. Right? And yeah. so the, the basic uh, you know, tenet is to love God, love your neighbor, and love yourself. And if you do that, that's the basic mission I think that God wants us to fulfill in life. Okay. So, but can't we do that on our own? No. Why not? Because we have free will and probably will make some bad choices. Speak for yourself, Lisa. <laughs> and so, so we have the angels, as we have been finding out through this entire series, to help us along, yes. right? And kind of guide us. Yes. And that it's important for us to um, uh, try to have a relationship with our angels and to yeah. be, be aware of that other 99% that we cannot see. That oh, can I tell about. a cool story about angels? It's okay. I, 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 it's a cool free zone. We, we're allowed to say cool all we want. Yeah. Go ahead, Lisa. Um, so I was reading a book about angels, and St. Faustina could, had a vision where she could see like a light, which was her guardian angel, and she would um, pass by churches and see an angel on top of the churches, and then the angels on top of the churches would like kind of like do a head nod, like, hey, to um, her guardian angel. Isn't that um, so amazing? What's so unusual about that? That happens to me all the time. Oh, well, you're one of the lucky ones, I guess. Confession, here I come. <laughs> no, that is that is very awesome that you can think that she would see the, the angels that are assigned to yeah, each church. Yeah, and that they like by. acknowledge each other. Like, I know, this would be, there's so much we're missing, isn't there? Yeah. There is. So what more do we have about the thrones? So the, well, let's continue to talk about the highest hierarchy and then we'll get to the thrones. Yes, ma'am. So the angels in the highest hierarchy directly contemplate God and are totally concerned with him. In him, they contemplate the source of all creation, the ultimate ideas and the causes from which all creation flows. So contemplate God. So this reminds me of contemplative prayer. Is that something that can we contemplate God and, and how do we do that? Yeah. 
Okay. In adoration. Certainly in adoration, we're able to do that. Yeah. I mean, but do we take the time to really slow down enough to contemplate God? I know for me, that's a huge struggle. I, I pray all the time. I really do. But you know, the question sometimes is... To kind of is, just sit there and try to like hear God? Yes. Yeah. And, and to really go into the deep end of prayer. Yeah. And, and that takes time to do that, to get into that contemplative state. You know, St. Clair... Uh, she was a very contemplative uh, prayer, and she would go down in front of the Blessed Sacrament in the middle of the night and just pray for hours to the point that her contemplation led her to this extreme oneness that she had with God. Oh, that's amazing. And imagine how our lives would be transformed if we could spend the time in prayer such that we felt an intimate oneness with God, which is really, Lisa, what, I'm sorry, layperson, Lisa, what he wants with us. Yeah, yes, that would be amazing. Well, you do a great job of adoration, although it's been well, hard it's, to go lately. it's hard to find it right now. It is, it yeah. is, but it's we're in phase three now, so Hopefully things are soon. looking up, absolutely. So yeah. what else do you have on the thrones? Well, let's, yes, now we can get to the thrones. Yes. So the thrones are angels of pure humility, peace, and submission. They reside in the area of the cosmos where material form begins to take shape. The lower choir of angels need the thrones to access God. So they're kind of like the go like the secretary. Like, okay. It's not a bad job yeah. to have. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of envisioned this triangle, Lisa, when you were talking between peace, humility, and submission. Mm -hmm. And so often, I don't think we have peace because uh, number one, we're not submitting mm -hmm. our will to God. And then sometimes humility uh, can come into play because we're not necessarily, because the world can lump a whole heap of humility on you. Uh, and sometimes I might turn to um, being mad or about something that's been done instead of receiving it uh, in humble submission mm -hmm. and, and responding how Jesus would want me to. So any, any thoughts on this triangle of peace, humility, and submission and how those might work well together. they're all yeah they they all are intertwined because um when you surrender or submit to god then you find that inner peace and if you have humility then you also uh submit to god and have that peace so it's like a i almost can see it the other way too um and when you have that inner peace it, you're it's more easy like, to surrender and submit exactly yeah or, yeah or it's easy to have humility it's like a circle it is. They they they're they all can go either way. sort of like the Trinity. They're all they're all connected together. Yeah. That peace, submission, and humility are all together. So I think part of the question is that I, I would ask our our listeners is how do we achieve peace, submission, and humility? And we're going to talk about that in our upcoming episodes after the Angel series. And the Litany of Humility. And I think we could probably spend several episodes yeah. really breaking down the Litany of Humility. Yeah. So we will save that for another time. Yes. How's that? Good. So what else do we have on the thrones? They can be thought of as being raised up to the form up to form the seat of God's authority and mercy. The seat of God. That's why they're called thrones. That is that now, I want to be a throne. Yeah, I think it would be pretty amazing to be a throne. So think if you're a throne and you're making up the seat of, of, of God, right? And, and, and so on the right hand, I would want to be like that right 
part of the chair okay. of the throne because that's where Jesus is. Like he's the, at the, arm, the arm of yeah, the chair? Yeah, because okay. he's at the right hand of the Father. So you'd be oh, like, oh. Oh, he's in between God and Jesus. Yes. And, yeah. and, and, and the, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, because the love that's running between yeah. the two is the Holy Spirit. So I, yeah. I, I would I would want to be the well, right. The th- yeah, throne is um, uh, extraordinary because... Um, that's a good word. Yeah, extraordinary. I tried to not use amazing. We, I don't think we use extraordinary. That that's a good one. Um, they have like direct access to God, so that's extraordinary. So do we have direct access to God? Through Lisa? prayer, yes. Okay, so we yeah. have direct access through through Jesus. Intercession of the saints. Intercession of the saints gives us access, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But what what way might we have direct, as you would say, access? The Eucharist. The Eucharist, yes, which is? Jesus. Which is? The body, blood, soul, soul and divinity, and divinity yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. So you talk about direct access, right? And yep. the thrones have direct access. Well, we got one up on That's the thrones. That's true. Yeah, because angels cannot receive the Eucharist. That's right. So see, maybe the thrones were kind of wishing they could they hang could, out. Because, yeah. Although they well, are they, seated with humil- God. They're, 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 they're very, humble yeah. and peaceful and yeah, submitting. Like, and we're good. And here I am but trying you know to one, them up, take, one up them. I'm sure they take joy in us receiving the Eucharist. Absolutely. And we talked about that way back yeah. in the Guardian Angels, yeah. Yeah. that they're really pumped up and excited. So what else do you have of brilliance about the thrones, Lisa? The, these angels are especially concerned with divine judgments and ordinances. Hmm. Divine judgment and ordinances. I guess so that would like be mercy. like law. Okay. Oh. I would think ordinances would be laws. Yeah. Or yeah, rules. I guess. Yeah. Or, I mean, judgment and ordinances sounds like judgment and law. So I guess they're uh, concerned with making sure. Maybe um, like at our final judgment, they're like they. They're there. Kind of put our their input in, like try to maybe they're our, like our lawyers, like making a case for uh, us. Making a case for us. Well, <laughs> yeah. if we haven't made our case in our life, Lisa, when we die, it's too late to make our yeah, case. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so we really are okay. called to make our case as we're living and i think this is very interesting because we talk about the thrones and and the and the, and the laws the ten commandments and and and, and, a, and somebody said the other day they said you know it seems like we have a lot of rules and as i was listening to this i said you know these are not rules these are truths yeah and we are called to live out these truths and how we live our life and that's how you receive ultimate freedom it, this is a very interesting concept because a lot of times, Lisa, you bring up a good point. We think that freedom is doing what we want to do. Right. But really, freedom is doing what God wants. is calling yeah. us to do. Yeah. yeah. What he wants us to do. And sometimes our own wants and needs uh, get in the way. And he knows what's better better for us than we do. So. Hmm. Let me think about that. God knows what's best for us. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's an interesting concept. Yeah, he sure does. But, <laughs> but 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 it's beautiful because love demands a response, and that's why he gives us free will. Mm-hmm. So as much as he wants to hold our hands and and pull us where we need to go, uh, he's going to allow us to go where we want to go, and hopefully we will invite him to come along. Yes. Have you ever had a case where you 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 turned down an invitation of God, looking back on something? Oh, I'm sure. She always does this, I'm sure, but doesn't give me... These I, questions. I prepped her for hours before this show started. Um, I just don't understand this. Well, I think I've been really open to saying yes since I made my Curcio. But prior to that, I, I mean, I mean, I went to church on Sunday and that was it. So, yeah, lots of notes. And you can't... And, 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 and that's a beautiful point, Lisa, is, is going to church just to check a box. Yeah, I was lukewarm. 
You oh, that gets we back. We talked to about that last week. Becoming stagnant, mm-hmm. maybe getting some bacteria. Oh yeah, as you suggested. Lots of yeah, bacteria. one of our one of our listeners really loved uh, <laughs> loved the whole lukewarm uh, oh. part of that episode. Nice. But we have to make a conscious choice, um, even when we don't feel like we're there, to continue to develop that relationship with God. Because when we do. Uh, you're going to see uh, the benefit and the growth in that relationship, and it's going to, he's going to draw you to himself. I mean, how else are you going to get to know someone if you don't spend time with right. them? Right. Yeah, yeah, just like a human. How else are you going to you know, fall in love with them if, if you don't spend quality time with them, giving of yourself, yeah. so that they can give of themselves to you? And that's what Jesus wants to do in the Mass. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Oh, mass. well, good. Go ahead. Yes. So, you know, there's like all different kinds of sects of Catholicism. Yes. So in the 6th century in the Egyptian church, at the kiss of peace, the deacon announces, have your hearts in heaven. If anyone has had any disputes with his neighbor, let him be reconciled. For the father of men, his only son, and the Holy Spirit are present, watching our actions and examining our thoughts. And the angels are moving us and mingling with us. So it's very different than when you would say, let us offer each other a sign of peace. Right. Like it's um, bringing Mm -hmm. in the angels. So I think that is... I've actually um, read that somewhere before. Probably the book because it was your book. Okay. Well, that's where I I read that from. Yeah. Yeah. So how often... I think you bring up a good point here, Lisa. How often do we have our hearts in heaven when we're at Mass? We should all... Well, I mean, if we're distracted, then... We, our whole heart might not be into it. But that, but that's exactly the whole thing. The Mass is where heaven meets earth. Yeah. And we did that in our retreat last year. And Oh, by the way, we have another retreat this coming January. Yes. Um, which is on St. John Paul II. Yes. Uh, his life and also many of the saints that he has canonized. So if you're interested in that, please just uh, let Reach us know. Out. Yeah, on the Facebook or our email. and. We'll send you an application. It's going to be at the St. Clair of Assisi Retreat Center. In Hampton. Yeah. In Hampton. So newly this is, refurbished. Yes, hopefully it will be finished and newly refurbished. By January, it better be. We're in big trouble. So anything else, Lisa? So the sign of peace is meant to be a real expression of fraternity, Christ-like peace, and mutual forgiveness. So, you know, church is not just about us going to church for our relationship with God. Of course, it's, it's with the community. Yeah, it's with yeah. God and with the community. That's that the importance the... of going to church. Exactly. The, you know, if you're not going to church, I mean, obviously not right now because of COVID, but um, if you're not going to church, then you're missing out on community, which is a big part of being Catholic. And it's important because it says in there that we should um, reconcile with our brother before we come to church. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's in the scripture. And, and so that's very important because, as you said, if we are distracted in some way, then it's hard for our hearts to be completely engaged in what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I think the more we're engaged, the more that we will be able to put into the Mass. And as a result of what we put into the Mass, I'm pretty sure God is going to fill us. Um, and He's certainly going to fill us with His Eucharist. So mm-hmm. this is quite beautiful. Any other closing thoughts? Layperson, Lisa. No. You didn't say no Deacon Dave. You just No Deacon that. Dave. I thought we were being formal today. Sorry. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm layperson Lisa. I think I was going to tell you you forgot to point. We'll see you next time.